Hello and welcome to a special 2019 Christmas edition of the Salt and Light Hour. I'm Deacon Pedro. I am Billy Chen. And I'm Emily Callen. Emily is joining Back. us for this special edition of Christmas. It's been a while. It has been a while. We miss you. Well, Billy misses you. Yeah, you don't I miss, miss you me? a lot. Aww, no, he said he miss you too. Sometime. I've, I'm trying to move on. <laughs> You're hiding your feelings. I'm trying to move on. Oh, I get it. On, I get know. it. I don't know. <laughs> anyway, but this this is special. You're here, mm-hmm. and it's because our Christmas every every Christmas special mm-hmm. yeah. we have everybody joining. Yes. yes. So all our contributors, Jillian is going to be here very soon with nice. what, what she learned from her kids for Christmas, something Christmassy. Yeah. She learned from her kids. Mark is going to be here uh, with what's good in Hollywood, something Christmassy, hopefully. Unfortunately, Sister Marie Paul will not be able to be here. Uh-huh. I'm very upset mm. about this. Very sad. Christmas uh, is not the same without yeah. everybody. And Sister mm-hmm. Marie Paul is a great contributor to the program. So we miss Sister Marie Paul. Um, but she will be back as soon as we come back with a regular programs. Maybe we'll start the first show in, in, the, in the new year with uh, a segment with Sister Marie Paul. Um, and we and have you. Yeah, the dummy is always here. <laughs> the dummy is always here. What uh, What are we going to talk about today? Something we, Christmassy. Yes. Uh, Christmas, we will talk about the poor today. The the poor? The poor. Hmm. Like poor people. I don't. I won't say more, but I will, we will talk about the poor today. Because that's Christmassy. Christmas. Because we're thinking about the poor at yeah. Christmas well, time. We, yeah. Okay. Exactly. exactly. That yeah. makes sense. Yeah. That makes sense. I, I'm always making sense. Yeah, okay. So that's coming up with Church for Dummies. I, I would say what's coming up, like in what yeah. order, but I'm actually very confused now. Why? Like who's next and who's not. But I am not confused about our featured artist because we always have a featured artist. And this year, Christmas special. What you said? It's going to be Audrey Assad. So very shortly, we're going to be joined mm-hmm. by Audrey Assad. I'm very excited. Audrey has a new album. It's called Peace, and it's a Christmas album. Some people maybe have not clued in that she had a new album. Can I say, I'm sorry, Emily, Emily's looking at me because we had this conversation. <laughs> I was one of those people that was a little confused about Audrey's new album, but there is a new album. It's called Peace. Some of you might be thinking that her last album, Evergreen, was the last album, but Evergreen came out. 2018. Yeah, maybe like February 2018, but we did mm-hmm. not have a chance to speak to Audrey about Evergreen when that album came out last year. I see. So we're very excited to be talking to Audrey uh, today mm-hmm. about Peace. But we're also going to talk about Evergreen because it's a great album mm-hmm. that, and I know she she put in. There've been maybe three or four years that she didn't have any new music out, and uh, uh, th- she talks about uh, that album as 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 following a season, a challenging season. So we're going to talk about Evergreen, but we're also going to talk about Peace, and we're going to be listening to music from both. Uh, both albums so that's all coming up pretty soon and we're doing a Christmas giveaway what is it oh wow are we eligible yeah no you're not no you're not sorry Um, a few weeks ago we featured a new Christmas album by Nancy Bodsworth Nancy was remember Nancy Nancy was actually here in the studio live with us Nancy's one of the first artists probably one of the first artists that we interviewed ever interviewed in the show like 10 years ago wow so Nancy has a new album it's called The Gift Gift of Chris, sorry, it's called the greatest gift. Yeah, <laughs> I'm giving the wrong name. <laughs> the, the greatest gift, and uh, she's graciously letting us uh, give one away. Nice. So, but here's what we're gonna do. So, uh, and I have to read it because I'm just make sure I get it right. If you want to be entered into the draw, you have to follow me, Deacon Pedro, <laughs> and you have to follow Salt and Light Media on Instagram. Okay, and then you have to send me an. Do we call it like an Insta message? The what? A, a yeah. direct message direct on message. Instagram. 
I'm going to say an instant message because it sounds cooler. Um, send me <laughs> That's a what message. You think. Send me a message on Instagram. You've never sent me an instant message. Um, and telling me which is your favorite Christmas album of all times. Okay, I'll do it now. Okay, I'll do it now. So Billy's oh, going to do it right Celine now. Dion. Um, really? <laughs> Celine Dion is your favorite Christmas album of it all is. time? I listen wow. to it every year. Really? Really? The, yeah, and I would force my parents when we decorated the tree at home to listen to it as we're decorating okay. the tree. Billy, do you have a favorite Christmas album of all times? No, I don't. No. no, I don't. You no. know what? I always think of Bing Crosby, but that just goes to show how old. Like my <laughs> mother would put on Bing Crosby. Mm -hmm. I still hear those songs, Bing Crosby. I don't even know what the album is called. Probably Bing Crosby's Christmas or something. But Amy Grant. Amy Grant Coming Home is probably one of the best Christmas albums out there. Um, Matt Marr, the album we featured last year, The Advent of Christmas, is a great Christmas album. Yeah. Um, but Nancy Bodsworth, The Greatest Gift, is also very good. And you can win a copy by following me on Instagram, by following Salt and Light Media on Instagram, and sending me a DM, a direct message on Instagram. What if people don't have Instagram? Can we, you know what, if you don't have Instagram, uh, Facebook or Twitter, but you have to be following me on Facebook. You have to be following me on Twitter and send me a tweet or a, or a message on Facebook telling me which is your favorite Christmas album of all times. And uh, we'll take all those people and put them in a hat and we'll we'll draw the name, I don't know, sometime in January, maybe on the Feast of the Baptism of Our Lord. We'll, okay. we'll draw a name <laughs> I'm out. I'm going to create like 10 accounts. And okay, <laughs> so that's it. Um, and... Uh, yeah. So coming up, uh, a reminder, Audrey Asad. Uh, we're going to talk about uh, her new album, Peace, and also about her latest, her last album, Evergreen. Um, so why don't we start with a song? What is it? Um, it's, it's Audrey Asad. So here's Audrey Asad with Bells from her new album, Peace. I heard a bell on Christmas Day. There of 
That was Audrey Assad with Bells from her new album, Peace. And we're going to be speaking with Audrey Assad very shortly. I'm Deacon Pedro. This is our special Christmas edition of the Salt and Light Hour. You can learn more about Salt and Light at saltandlighttv.org. And now it's time for What I Learned from My Kids with Jillian Cantor. Jillian, Mary... Uh, See, this always happens. Almost, I know. We all Mary, almost Christmas. How are you? Mary, fourth Sunday of Advent. I'm yes. good. I'm good. Yes. You've learned something Christmassy from your children. Yes, I have. Um, in the lead up to our Christmas season, we are um, we will always be celebrating a birthday in the house. That's Joseph's uh-huh. um, birthday is on December fifteenth. He's our eldest mm-hmm. child, um, and so witnessing the events surrounding his birthday has given us a Christmassy lesson. Good. So one of the things that I love <clears throat> about Joseph is that he has a pretty generous heart, mm-hmm. um, and he loves to celebrate other people. So um, in the lead up to birthdays, whether it's his siblings or cousins or mine or David's, he always makes sure that he has a chance to do some shopping. He always will ask me, when can we go to the store? Because he'll want to pick out something for whoever whoever's birthday is coming. Um, and he brings his own wallet, and he pays for it with his own money, uh-huh. will, whether it's um, a pack of Pokemon cards or a book or a little toy for his sisters. Um, he makes sure that he picks something out that he thinks that they'll love. Um, and and he came up with this on his own. It wasn't that David or I ever said to him, let's go to the store and buy a present, but he wanted to do it. It was a sincere thought of his own. Mm-hmm. That he wanted to be able to gift someone um, through his own generosity. Um, so as we approached his birthday, this time it was a chance for his siblings to do the same for him. Um, and so whether it was artwork or something that they purchased, they each were excited to prepare for Joseph's birthday. So Henry had gone to the store to buy him a book that he was waiting for, he was excited to read, um, and he made him a really nice painting. Clara made him a really great pencil holder out of a toilet paper roll. Okay. And Janie had this construction paper uh, artwork that she was very excited mm-hmm. to give to him. So uh, they were each offering what they could sincerely from their hearts, and it was exciting and beautiful to see how happy they were to offer this to their brother. But one of the other things I love about Joseph is how he receives his gifts. Um, so on his birthday morning, that's when we have birthday donuts and open birthday presents. It's been a little tradition in our Family okay. mostly as an excuse for me to eat donuts. <laughs> yes, I like it. But now it's birthday donuts. <laughs> so the kids were so excited to share their gifts with their brother, and he opened each one and commented on what it was that they had made for him. And it was always so joyful and positive um, when he opened Janie's, which had a million little pieces of tape on it, and he very patiently took off each, pa- each piece mm-hmm. of tape. And then he's holding up this construction paper rectangle that has stickers plastered all over it and he holds it up cool Janie what is this and she (laughs) says she proclaims it's a flag and he waves it in the air he says great I don't have a flag and it was just making my mommy heart melt to see how sincere he was being how sincere Janie was being like she was just offering the best that she could to him and she had the biggest grin on his face on her face to give him this construction paper flag and it made her so happy to see that he was happy or excited about it and so, yeah, I just was a puddle of happiness <laughs> just watching that all go down. And so I think the lesson that we're, we're learning from that, that we're taking away from that, and as we approach the Christmas season, 
when there is obviously some gift giving involved, um, is to give sincerely and to receive graciously. Give what you can. It doesn't have to be the best, the brightest, brightest and the flashiest, mm-hmm. but it does need to maybe be you know the best from your heart. Um, and when you receive something, to receive it with with extreme gratitude that somebody has thought to give you something and that they're just think of the the time and the effort um, that has gone into whatever it is that they've given you. Um, And you can see that best in the birthday of an 11 year old boy who receives gifts from his siblings. It was just a beautiful moment. And I wish everyone a Christmas filled with those moments of sincere giving and gracious receiving. Yeah. And of course, you're making me think of how we receive gifts from God that maybe we don't recognize or value Mm -hmm. or appreciate. And those are probably the gifts that we really need, even if it's just construction paper, (laughs) spiritual construction paper. (laughs) Yeah, it's true. There's a lot of there are a lot of gifts that we, first of all, don't recognize as gifts and then um, that we don't appreciate that. We just think that isn't even what I needed or that's not what I want right now. Right. Um, but they were sincerely given and so should be graciously received. Mm-hmm. Amen. So good. So Christmas is a season of thanksgiving, gratitude, and generosity. Yeah. See, I'm not, so Joseph is clearly a, a gift giver because I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm not, <laughs> I'm not at all. I'm, I'm the worst. I, d- I don't, and I think, well, people don't need more stuff. But it doesn't always have to be stuff. No, I know. But even yeah. even a nice note, I just don't feel, yeah. because I don't feel like I need that kind of mm-hmm. love expressed. Anyway, now we're talking about the love languages. So <laughs> that's another conversation for another lesson. Um, I know. Well, good. It's good that you have a gift giver in the family. Yeah. Um, I, I also uh, love receiving and giving gifts. Oh, so I'm glad really? that Joseph does too, because I'll, I know for forever and ever, <laughs> he and I will be teamed up. Just loving the gift giving. Okay, so, okay. I yeah. did not know that about you. So now I know you've subtly put it out there. <laughs> I've just Jillian Cantor is a gift that giver. I love receiving gifts. She loves receiving gifts and <laughs> eating donuts. So, so <laughs> there you go. Gifts of donuts. Gifts of How donuts. How did you go wrong? There you go. Mail them here to Salt and Light uh, Media, <laughs> and we will make sure Jillian gets the donuts uh, that you have to offer her. Thanks. In particular, apple fritters. Oh my God, those are the worst. Oh, okay, well. <laughs> the apple fritters. Okay, I'll have to remember that next time. It's a time total mom over. donut. It's what's left in, in the box. <laughs> so, But I like them. Anyway, Merry okay. Christmas. Okay, Merry Christmas. Thank you. Merry Christmas to Joseph and the rest of the gang. Enjoy your holidays and all your gift giving. Thank you. With generosity. <laughs> There you go. What I learned from my kids with Jillian Cantor. Jillian is the producer of the Salt and Light TV program, Mothering, Full of Grace. She's the writer of A Woman's Voice, and she's the wife of David and the mother of of gift-giving Joseph, Henry, Annie, Clara, Jane, and Leo. Coming up is a conversation with Audrey Assad, so stay tuned. Hi, everybody. This is Albert from the Netherlands. I'm the lead singer of the Trinity Band, and uh, we're wishing you all the best. Lots of hope, lots of love, and lots of peace this Christmas. Merry Christmas. All the best for this Christmas season. Lots of love, lots of peace, lots of happiness, and good parties with everyone you love. You can find our music at trinity.com. Bye-bye.
I'm Deacon Pedro. You can contact me on Facebook or Twitter or Instagram at Deacon Pedro. I hope that you're all familiar with Audrey Assad. We last had Audrey on the program when she released her 2015 album, Inheritance. Last year, Audrey released the long-awaited Evergreen. Audrey had been very vocal about the challenging season in her life that led to this project. It is a project that Audrey says feels like me. She now has a new album titled Peace. And so, to tell us more, I am very happy to say that earlier in the week we spoke with Audrey Assad. Audrey, welcome back to the program. Thank you again, Pedro. So good to be back. Yeah, I know. It's been so long and 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 it and, has. and it and which is why I want to kind of go back to like the last time we spoke, 2014. We spoke in 2015. Oh, wow. <laughs> but but and I, and I know yeah. this is no no secret, but you had said in 2014 that you were experiencing serious burnout. What what was going on? Yeah. Oh, so many things converged that year. Um, I had a baby yes. in 2014, and that, of course, brought a big life shift and a big spiritual shift and an mm-hmm. emotional shift and a physical shift, like every way. Yeah. It changed the way time moved for me. As wow. anybody who's had a child, male or female, I think will know <laughs> um, the, ki- the kind of shifting that that does bring to life. And yeah. of course, as a result of the shift, just like with an earth shift, if, if two plates on the earth collide, like things change, you know, the terrain changes. And so the spiritual, emotional, physical terrain changed for mm-hmm. me. And so that was one big change. And I, I experienced a lot of, I think, um, internal upheaval as a result. Um, <clears throat> and I had a sort of traumatic birth as well. So there was a lot of processing to okay. do around the physical experience of that, the emotional experience of it. And at that time as well, I was beginning to wrestle with spiritual questions I had sort of long repressed. And I think um, I had been touring nonstop for at that point, you know, seven years Mm -hmm. and was so tired and was, it just all, it all converged into a little crisis, I guess. But it was such a beautiful thing because those questions must be addressed or they sort of explode, you know, and so um, I began to take a step back from writing um, <clears throat> at that time worship music because I didn't know what to say, and so I made a, a hymns album in 2015 called Inheritance, partially because I just didn't know what else to do. I was like, I don't have anything to say right now that it's my own. Right. So I, I made a hymns album yeah. at the time to try to just, you know, continue to do what I loved, but uh, in a way that felt authentic and Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, that was the, that few years was very um, spiritually. I won't say dry. I think, but very difficult. Right. For sure. Yeah, and I and I can appreciate. I mean, I can't appreciate it because I'm not a woman and I've never given given birth. But I have heard of so many similar stories. Now, um, I don't know if if our listeners know, but your dad is Syrian. Uh, he would have. Yes, he would have from Damascus. From, yeah. yeah, but he came to the United States many, many, many years ago. But still, that civil mm-hmm. war in Syria, and I hate to yes. say it, but it seems like it's been going on forever. It's been seven years now. I think it has. It's been seven years. Yeah. Were you? Was that also time. adding to the struggle? You know, or were you struggling Absolutely. with all that? <laughs> means with your identity. Had you even thought about what it means to be Syrian, or with the whole Arab situation that's happening, maybe in the United States, that might be challenging. Yeah, it, it definitely. So I grew up in a very much like mixed culture household. My dad retained a lot of the <clears throat> food and traditions and language. And, yeah. 
And also the way that he parented was very Arab. You know, like he, uh-huh. I had a true, I mean, he was a refugee, but I had, I had the immigrant parent experience, you know, which goes, right. it's so funny. I've, I've made so many jokes about this, like to my friends that, you know, <clears throat> a lot of times when you have a parent from another culture or who was raised in poverty, both of which my dad was, um, you get the sort of like, uh, when you're complaining, they'll make comments like, when I was your age, you know, I had to X, Y, and Z. And his were so severe that like, I couldn't even trump them if I tried, you know, he was like, I had to walk to the mosque a quarter mile away to use the bathroom, (laughs) which was true. (laughs) So like, because he was so poor, um, so much of his childhood. And it, but so I was very much in touch with being an Arab as a child and Uh as a young adult. However, when the war broke out, it changed the conversation in the States so much mm-hmm. that I started to be confronted more and more often with, with American attitudes towards refugees in general, towards Arabs in general. Um, I didn't know, I think, how deep the narratives were in American culture about Arabs as a whole. And so I began to experience more discrimination or like at least, if not discrimination, just being confronted more often with the certain like assumptions people really? had. and biases that people had and prejudices and so that definitely got me more in touch with my identity as half Arab just because it how could it not you know I mm-hmm. began to explore how that made me feel about my father and like myself as a as a white person who also has you know this the, yeah. Arab blood and it was just it was definitely a lot of reckoning really fast for me and and the war has been tragic to watch like very difficult for me spiritually as well just seeing the devastation especially for people who really have nothing to do with the whole conflict right. you know the, know. the, the civilians always suffer the yeah. most and um it's very tough that was the first part of a conversation i had with audrey Assad last week at the end of the show we'll return with audrey and she'll tell us more about the music of her new album Peace. If you missed any part of this conversation or to listen to the rest of the show, remember you can always go to our website, saltandlighttv.org slash radio. Coming up in our second half hour, Church for Dummies, What's Good in Hollywood, the rest of my conversation with Audrey Assad, and more music from Audrey. So stay tuned. Let's end with a song. Here's Audrey Assad with Wounded Healer from her album, Evergreen. Heaven and flesh and 
Welcome to the Salt and Light Hour Christmas Edition Part 2. I'm Deacon Pedro. You can follow me and Salt and Light Media on Instagram and send me an Insta message, a direct message on Instagram for a chance to win a copy of Nancy Bodsworth's Christmas album, The Greatest Gift. Just remember, message me the title of your favorite Christmas album of all times and we'll put all those names in a hat and draw a winner. Now it's time for... Just for Dummies. With Billy Chan. Yes. And Emily's here still with us. I'm still with you. Because you're just enjoying... I just decided I'd stay. You just stay. I just, you, you just know, No, we invited stay. you. Tag along. You're listening to Audrey Assad. Exactly. A little bit of music. A little bit of Church for Dummies. Exactly. Yeah, so today we're going to talk about the poor. The, the reason, okay. the reason I want to ask about that because every time, every every Christmas when we go close to the Christmas, we always have we we always see like a donate to people, donation and helping people, helping homeless yeah. people. A lot of churches or parishes mm-hmm. doing different things, right? Right. So when more than what they would normally do during the year, it yes, seems, yeah. Exactly. So you're thinking about the poor more at Christmas at Christmas time. Is yes. What you're saying. And also, you know, when I, you know, when when I go back to Bible, you know, you'd always have a favor to poor people than the rich. So mm-hmm. uh, almost, I, I can almost say that. Uh, you know, if I'm, I'm wrong, correct me. Jesus actually almost condemned rich people. Like, yes. Uh, uh, you know, if you, you know, if you, uh, uh, you cannot. Um, uh, follow to to master right you cannot yeah. you know things like mm-hmm. that so and also even you know if you want to go to heaven you need it's easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than a rich person than a, yeah right so it's almost condemning the rich people cannot really go to heaven no, That's, it's true well no um, I think there's a difference I okay. think that we need to be careful when we're interpreting yeah, yeah, yeah. Of what can I jump in? Yeah, here? no, of, of course, course. Yeah, jump of in course. because I, I, I think I know where you're going. Yeah, like, I mean, to, being rich isn't a sin. Of course. So I, to say that Jesus is condemning rich people or mm-hmm. that they're not going to go to heaven, the d- it's not that being rich is bad in itself, is is how you, how you use your, use, money, right? use your mm-hmm. resources and, and how, what you attach to that, that b- where, you know, you, you fall into vice and, and sin. So I... I yeah, I think we yeah, just need exactly. to be careful to make that well, distinction. Yeah, when we're exactly. Yeah. Uh, however, mm-hmm. however, and this is something that I've struggled in the past. I think I've written about it. Is that if you look at Scripture, yeah, there's very much. It's like God prefers the poor, and the church does have one of us right. the social uh, teachings of the church is that there's a right. preferential option for the poor. Yes. So is that because it's? But you're right. It's not because mm-hmm. the rich are bad. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's because the poor need help. Like, of no. course, you're not going to prefer the people who you know. Um, but I think there's a deeper thing. I, I was just looking up here quickly because if you go through scripture, there's proverbs and there's all oh, kinds of things. Oh, there's a lot, a lot of um, them, yeah. You know about people who are, but but the scripture uses, and I, I of course I don't speak Hebrew, I don't speak Greek, so I don't, don't know it off the top of my head. But there are different words that are used in scripture for poor that when mm. you translate it to, I don't know what it's like would be in Chinese or even mm-hmm. French, mm-hmm. but in English it just gets translated to the poor. But mm. whether it's people who are victimized or people who are dispossessed. Oh or people who are so weak. economically poor mm-hmm. as opposed to people who are physically poor, whatever yeah. the weak, it, it might all get translated to poor. So I think that... that so it's uh, not limited to money, right? So he's also mm-hmm. also talking about like... No, it's not limited to money. It might, mm-hmm. feel, you know, it might just have to do with people who are needy, who are afflicted, who are oppressed. Mm-hmm. Um, you, you might look at, 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 you know, like the, at the time of Jesus... 
you could argue that everybody was oppressed because they were occupied by Rome. Mm-hmm. So even the rich people were oppressed. Uh-huh. So in that sense, were they poor? Um, as opposed to people who are poor because they have no food, and that, that's a very specific word. Uh, so you're also used. talking about like uh, human rights, freedom. Uh, yes, I um, think so. The, the authority, the, the power of the government, you know, things like that, right? I you're think so. About I that. think so. I think so. Which, mm-hmm. which is why a lot of times, especially in the Old Testament, you get scripture passages that have to do with poverty, and then they have to do with justice. So being just for the poor. What's that beautiful? Of course, now I can't think of it. <laughs> um, but to act with justice, to act with mercy, and to walk humbly with our God, mm-hmm. you know, like that has to do with with just being fair. The the whole idea mm-hmm. of the of the uh of the the jubilee year. Yeah. Like the Sabbath year mm-hmm. every 50 years that you collect the harvest and then on the seventh year and then you do it again on the 50th because it's 49 times 7 and then oh, the following okay, year is the 50th. Okay. Um is that you you would not collect the harvest but you would leave the harvest there for the poor people to collect. Mm. Oh. So that's the idea of, of you know and you would do that every 7 years. So that's because the poor need to be taken care of. So basically of. In, in Christmas it's not limited to like donating money or clothes. You you can also do something else, right? I mean like right. uh you can also help uh for those for, for the weakness for 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 people who who are op- oppressed by the government, right? As uh, as well you can do I something well, I also that, right? think yeah. I mean I also think about um f- people who are in hospital and who oh, yeah. are who are alone I would say that right that, yeah that, that's that, one that of the most visit the people who have no one to visit right them, yeah, exactly like around homes. the christmas time around christmas time it's probably one of those times that you could get even more lonely than yeah, usual when you because, see other people enjoying right? exactly because you actually you want to be with your family that we did it air on behold this yes it did that? yeah so about, our new our, our mm. show behold had that segment from edmund edmonton what mm. that they had a special service for people who had lost lost loved ones, ah. right, and it was especially around Christmas time because mm-hmm. that's when you're grieving the most because you're missing someone. Mm-hmm. So I think, I don't know. I I'm, I would say that we have to be doing these things all the time. Yes, like of not don't wait until Christmas. Yes, to to, to mm-hmm. but but it is true that at Christmas time we want to donate, help people who are poor, help people who are lonely, help people who, who have you, no one to talk to. Or even a little prayer, right? You know, to yeah. for them. And yeah, you can do that, absolutely. It's interesting because you also see the opposite where you could say, well, there's a tendency to forget people who are in need, yeah. you know, who are lonely because you're so distracted by having to go Christmas gift shopping or yeah. having oh, to yeah, prepare right. your food or right. So you're distracted by the busyness and it's all usually a lot of times leading up to Christmas, you're trying to work hard to your yourself, get, your family, getting everything yeah. done so that you can kind of have your mind yeah, free yeah, when yeah. you go home and spend time yes. with your family. So there's also that tendency, I think, that we can that we see mm-hmm. um, in society where it's easy to forget mm-hmm. and so to put an emphasis on those you know who have no one and those who are poor or broken hearted then is a really good thing to remind people of over christmas and and maybe that's where the church is you know yeah being you know really kind of filling and, and i don't know i'm thinking even what we're doing here right mm-hmm. now i mean people who are home alone that maybe can't go out what do they do they listen to the radio or they listen to you mm-hmm. know a podcast and that's something that we're doing right now yeah. <laughs> by giving them some content people that listen mm-hmm. to the catholic channel because they want some catholic content or people mm-hmm. that are subscribing to catholic podcasts and yeah. and because they want to they want to get so maybe a, a special hello for people who are yeah. are listening to this program this is our our christmas gift to you 
Um, that's good. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. I was also just thinking right now. It, it um, there's there's two different things I'm thinking of because these these talks that I heard. I mean, years apart. One that I just yeah. heard uh, last week um, at yeah. a retreat, and then one that I heard many years ago at another conference um, about how, uh, you know, when Jesus came into the world, um, he came into a very poor situation. Yeah. And, you know, Mary and Joseph had nothing. They Chaotic, they were right? yeah. sleeping mm-hmm. next to, at least, you know, according to our tradition, yes, like exactly. they're yeah, we according in a man- uh, sleeping in a manger yeah, yeah, next yeah. to animals, yes. right? Like it was a very messy and yeah. dirty situation. And yet that is where God chose to come into the world. The poor. And so, yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. And so when we think of Christmas, I mean, I think it might be very natural for us as Catholics to make that link between the nativity scene and the situation that people might live because those situations are seemingly very messy and dirty and not nice, right? Yeah. Like you'd want your Christmas to be super magical <laughs> and bright and, yeah. and listening, right? Yeah. And super romantic, whatever your situation, you know, what situation you find yourself in. But, um, but that actually the nativity scene reminds us that the Lord comes or came into the world in a very not you know not in a, in a not nice present. situation yeah. no yeah, not exactly. nice and, not and comfortable not planned but that's yeah. what he chose yeah, to exactly. come into and, absolutely and that's where yeah. he comes into our lives and, and I yeah. think that if we can maybe just just bring it to an end mm-hmm. because I think that that's why God has a preferential option if we can say that God prefers the poor is because when we stand before God we're all poor exactly we're all starving we're yeah. all in need of hunger God. of love hunger yeah. of, of God yeah of God exactly mm-hmm. so I think that that's uh, that's something to, to keep in mind that the poor remind us of our, the state that we're all in exactly. which is poverty mm-hmm. anyway uh Thank you. Thank you. Thank you both. Uh, Billy Chan, our webmaster here at saltandlighttv.org. You can follow him at Bijo Chan. Emily Callan, uh, you're still on Twitter, <laughs> at Emmy Callan. Yes. Um, coming up is Mark Matthews with What's Good in Hollywood. So stay tuned. Hey, this is Audrey Assad wishing you a very Merry Christmas. A Happy New Year. I hope you're enjoying my new Christmas record piece. You can find it everywhere that you stream music. And you are listening to the Salt and Light Hour with Deacon Pedro. You're listening to our Salt and Light Hour Christmas special. I'm Deacon Pedro. Coming up is a conversation with Audrey Assad. But now it's time for... What's Good in Hollywood with our Hollywood undercover missionary, Mark Matthews. We just, Hello again, Pedro. I know. Merry it, Christmas. It feels like we just spoke. I know. It's like a less, it feels like less than a week or two ago. Oh, I think it was a week. Anyway, well, it's good to have you back, and you have a good Christmassy, Hollywoody message for us today? It's the Incarnation. The Incarnation. Again? Didn't you talk about that I, last year? I, Again, it's true. This has probably been my topic for like the last five years. <laughs> Every year, Mark talks about the incarnation. Incarnation, which is again. about Christmas. Yeah. Okay. So, but this one's going to well, be it, better. Yeah, yeah, better. Yes, and in a way, maybe maybe worse. A little bit of the opposite side of incarnation. Oh, okay. Um. So, okay. So the, the basics. Incarnation is the idea that God chose a specific time, location, 
and person to make himself manifest to us. Yeah. And so the typical application is that we can't just sit with good ideas and intentions. We have to incarnate those into specific creations, mm-hmm. giving things a time and a place, mm-hmm. you know, be it an act of charity or creating a work of art. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and Christmas is the natural time to think about incarnation because the birth of Jesus Christ is the greatest incarnation ever. It's infinite God made physically present in our finite reality. Right. But as I was praying on it this year, an interesting thought kept coming to me over and over and over again. Uh-huh. It was that Mary probably had stretch marks. Okay. Yeah, 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 Mark, yeah. You want to talk about stretch marks for yeah. Christmas? Yeah, well, well pregnancy, stretch, I, yeah, hey. Hey, it's true. I I think uh, that there's a bit of a tendency in our, you know, a lot of our artistic depictions of the nativity that they're maybe overly sanitized, look too clean, overly photoshopped, yeah. but... It's good to remember, birth is uh, kind of messy and complicated, you yeah. know? that Yeah, there's stretch marks, uh, there probably would have been a placenta too, you can even yeah. have, you know, complications like perineal tears, oh. um, and, you know, oh, I know, we won't even go there, and, you know, and Mary would have undergone, you know, uh, you know, pains of childbirth too. Yes. Interesting to note that the Orthodox Church does not hold that tradition, mm-hmm. but we as Catholics do, that this yeah. is a, a very Catholic thing. Yeah. Um, and I, I think it's worth meditating upon uh, that everything in our created world has imperfections of some sort, yeah. and it's important to realize this so that we don't have unrealistic expectations of our God, mm-hmm. you know, after looking at some of these perfect, you know, depictions of the Nativity. Mm-hmm. And so... From my sort of Hollywood perspective here, you know, thinking about, you know, there's a couple interesting aspects to it, is that, you know, in Hollywood we're always incarnating art, and there's a bit of a body obsession here, too. No. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Didn't know that. Believe it or not. I've noticed. Hollywood. Yeah. Who knew? Who knew? Yeah. Um, So, like, uh, anecdote is that, you know, even Disneyland, which is arguably, you know, one of the most successful, you know, kind of like artistic creations of Hollywood, you know, even at the opening of Disneyland, they had all sorts of issues. You know, the teacup ride started Mm -hmm. cracking, that there weren't water fountains, you know, weren't working. They had contractors all go on strike at the last minute, and the press gave Disneyland very bad reviews. Really? You know? Yeah, but, you know, we sort of just think, oh, Disneyland, it's perfect, it was a great success from the beginning. It's like, Mm. no, there was lots of problems at the very beginning. Yeah. So it's important to keep that in mind. But now, Hollywood, you know, we just, we don't like to think about these kinds of imperfections. We just like to reject them and, oh, our bodies are going to be perfect. Yeah. Uh, And one one of the most interesting things, one of my fun, favorite stories about Hollywood is that I bought my car from a professional Photoshop artist. Okay. And so after we had done the transaction, he's like, oh, come in and take a look at my work. And he said that he was very rarely, very rarely credited for what he had done, uh-huh. and that all the photographers, they would rarely show their clients unretouched images. Hmm. And I was like, oh, I thought it was just like a few freckles or wrinkles. He's like, oh, no, I do a real Frankenstein job on wow. that. And he showed me 
he had done almost every A-list celebrity from, you know, A to Z, uh-huh. and he showed me photo after photo of, like, you know, women who had their hips reduced by 50% or rolls of fat, you know, coming yeah. out of dresses just perfectly smooth, yeah. you know, de-aging people by 20 years. Wow. And I was like, yeah, oh my goodness, you know, yeah. I had no idea it was this much. Yeah, I need to go and to that guy, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I wish, I yeah. wish. Well, you know, and... And yeah, plastic surgery is so cheap here, you know, you is it? your advertisement sport on the radio. Yeah. I've, I've even had, you know, good, you know, God-fearing Christian friends go under the knife for, you know, purely cosmetic purposes. Hmm. And I, I think it's maybe, you know, just to, to cut to the heart of the issue, is that I think this is, it, it's important to remember, you know, our desire for bodily perfection ultimately reflects our desire for eternity, mm-hmm. you know, that that we're going to have this perfection, but it's going to be an eternity with God. And turning to plastic surgery is the wrong place to look for it. Mm-hmm. Even, even too, that uh, this sort of this over-grasping at youth is ultimately, in a way, a denial of death. Mm-hmm. And we have to remember that we're immortal. You know, our, our salvation is sort of pointless without our mortality. Um, and I, I like to joke that every time I look in the mirror and I see my thinning hair, it's like an, an alarm clock mm-hmm. embedded in my head reminding me, you are going to die, mm-hmm. Mark. And uh, that might sound a little morbid, but uh, but hey, yeah. death is a very important part of life. Memento mori. And um, yeah, yeah, exactly. So, you know, and, and I just think of the holy people I know, they've always been able to, you know, embrace their flaws. Uh, and, you know, our bodily flaws are very clearly, you know, a part of us. Mm-hmm. So, so that, that, that's it. It's a, it's a very simple message. It's just that there's always going to be pain and imperfection in our reality. And to, it, remember that in something as holy, as an inspired, and as perfect as the birth of Christ, even there, there was pain and imperfection. Yes. So... I'm only scratching the surface. I just I invite the listeners this week to just think and meditate on that. There was lots of imperfection, including stretch marks. There you go. Yes, very true. And and I and you made me think that Jesus, the resurrected Jesus, still had the scars, and uh, that's true. he didn't lose the scars. Yeah, yeah, and that's yeah. what we have scars. Yeah. Um, there you go. Um, Hollywood reminding us about. Uh, the incarnation and uh, how important it is to uh, embrace our flaws. Can I say that? Embrace yeah, your flaws. Yeah, embrace our flaws. Embl- embrace the flaws of our created world. Absolutely. Embrace those stretch marks because Mary yeah. had them. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because Mary had them. There Remember you go. Remember that. Be like Mary. Okay, good. Mark, um, thank you so much for that insight. Merry Christmas. Enjoy the holidays in sunny California. I will. Merry Christmas to you, too. Thank you so much. There you go. What's good in Hollywood with Mark Matthews, our undercover Hollywood missionary. You can follow him at HU Missionary. Coming up is the second part of my conversation with Audrey Assad, so don't go anywhere. Hi, this is Nancy Bodsworth, singer-songwriter. I just wanted to wish you and your family a very blessed and Merry Christmas, and I hope that the love of God and the birth of Christ stay with you always. I hope you enjoy 
my Christmas album, The Greatest Gift. You can check it out on my website, nancybodsworth.com. We've been listening to music from Audrey Assad's album Evergreen and her new album Peace. Last week I had the chance to speak with Audrey about that album. Here's the second part of our conversation. You were saying earlier of, you know, going through through the burnout and 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 things that were changing in your personal life and of course what was happening I guess is your personal life too being affected by, you know, the fact that your dad was Syrian. How much of that was carried into what became Evergreen, the album? Hmm. Well, one thing I can point to is that I think, as you said, there's a lot of converging happening with the spiritual burnout and the Syrian crisis and all of these things, having a child at once. There's a song in the middle of the record, track six, I think, called uh, Unfolding. And in that song, I really honestly sort of saying about my real question, which was, you know, watching the war, going through this sort of spiritual change where nothing made any sense to me anymore. And I mean, mm-hmm. nothing really did. I didn't, I actually was in a spot there while I was making Inheritance in 2015, uh-huh. uh, where I would say that I went all the way to nihilism really, as an exploration because I had to explore it. It was my um, watching war with such focus uh-huh. brought up the big question, like, why would a good God allow this, you know? Um, And, you know, I used to laugh at that question, like I thought it was silly, and then when it really became my question, it didn't seem silly at all. Mm -hmm. And I started to reckon with the question of, am I just chaos and vibration and cells, and I'm just, Hmm. I'm living on this rock, and I'm going to live and die, and that's it, or is there more? And if there's not, what does that mean? And But I think I was so scared to address that for so long. Yeah. Uh, but there came a point where I had to. Yeah. And I still don't really have a great answer to the question, to be honest. But right. I don't feel as tormented by the question because I'm asking it, because I'm living with that as an open part of what I'm seeking and wanting to know. And yeah. um, it's not a shameful thing anymore, yeah. you know. And yeah. so Evergreen became uh, an album where I explored those questions and where I put to rest some of the, I think, angst I had mm-hmm. about having those questions, you know? Like, the last song on the album is called Drawn to You, and it's mm-hmm. one of the most, like, earnest things I could have said yes. at the time, and still, which is that even if I can't prove that God is real, which I can't, even if I can't know with, like, beyond the shadow of a doubt that God is who God was told to me, to, like, was, was described to me as, mm-hmm. um, I'm still very drawn to the idea and the experience that I have of a benevolent, personal, loving presence in, in my life and in the world that is in some way moving through the universe. Um, mm-hmm. And so those, those themes begin to emerge like in Evergreen and then in Peace as well. Uh, yeah. When I sort of start to, like I redid, um, I know I'm jumping around, but... No, and I, I was going to ask you about uh, Peace, yeah. 
Yeah, I redid that song. I heard the bells on Christmas Day, and yeah. I called it bells. I wrote a whole new melody right. for it. It's beautiful. And there's a, there's a point where it says, uh, "Then pealed the bells more loud and deep. God is not dead, nor does he sleep. The wrong shall fail, the right prevail, with peace on earth." Mm-hmm. I mean, that's not something I can prove, but it is something that I deeply desire, and. I, something that I choose to live as if it's sort of true. You know, it's like I, at some point I made a choice to say, well, I can believe that nothing means anything and that all this war is just, um, God is not witnessing this. It's just tragedy everywhere. Or I can choose not to live that way. And I made that choice mm-hmm. around, around the time that I was writing Evergreens for sure. Mm-hmm. became no. a decision. Yeah, thank you for, for, for I was going to ask you about peace because I think you can hear those themes or you can listen to those themes in, in Evergreen. And But peace is, is, I mean, the very fact that you chose to call it peace, I think also says something. Um, and, and thank you for, your, for, for being so candid and open with us because I think everybody goes through through those seasons and we it's okay to ask those questions it's good to ask those questions and 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 to go through the struggles and and having artists like you to encourage us to go through to go to those places and supported by the beautiful music and the art um i think it's helpful for a lot of our our listeners and a lot of a lot of us so i I thank you thank you for that um, we're going to leave welcome. it there. Yeah, Audrey, it's been so good to talk to you. We never have enough time, but I'm sure that uh, <laughs> there's going to be more music coming from you. So I'll, yes. we'll have to be better at making I, sure you come back on the show. I would love that. Yeah, I'll be releasing new music all next year. So Excellent. we'll speak again soon, I hope. Okay, good. We'll have a Merry Christmas. You too, Deacon Pedro. Thank you. Yeah, bye-bye. That was a conversation I had with Audrey Assad last week. To learn more about Audrey Assad and to get... Her music, go to her website, AudreyAssad.com. If you missed the beginning of this program or you want to listen to the rest of my conversation with Audrey, go to saltandlighttv.org slash radio. All our programs are archived there. Here now to take us out is Audrey Assad with Your Peace Will Make Us One from her album, Peace. Mine eyes have seen the glory of the coming of the You're speaking truth to power, you are laying down our swords, replanting every vineyard till a brand new wine is poured. We're listening to Audrey Assad with Your Peace Will Make Us One from her album, Peace. And that will take us to the end of the program. Remember that you can stream or podcast all our Salt and Light Hour programs on our website, www.saltandlighttv.org radio. All our programs are available there for download. I also want to mention uh, that if people want to tune in uh, during Christmas time, for any of our special Christmas programming uh, that they can look at our online schedule saltandlighttv.org of course slash Advent and Christmas Advent and Christmas okay great and before you know before that you know if you haven't checked out all the Advent Canada videos please go and check it out and there will be a special edition of the videos in the on the Christmas Day. So on Christmas Day, the Advent calendar has a special video. It's very special so people video. have not been following. <laughs> I have our Advent calendar. They have to every day, and, and Christmas is not for a couple days. Yeah. So you still have a couple more days, but there's... Mm. 
25 videos? 20, 25. 20, no, so far 22 if 20, today is yes, Saturday. But, but 25, yeah. but but in total, there's like 25 and there's a video. Yes. So that's at sultanitv.org slash advent or, or slash Christmas. And then I also want to mention if anything, and if you're home and you want to watch the Christmas uh, mass live, we're airing it on our network mm-hmm. live from Hamilton, Ontario with Bishop Douglas Crosby. Um, Christmas Mass live from Hamilton so that's at midnight on Christmas Eve you can learn all about Southern Night and all we do at SouthernNightTV.org today Emily, Billy and I were joined by Jillian Cantor who learns all good things from her kids and our Hollywood undercover missionary Mark Matthews and our technical director is Javier Cabela. Our digital marketing coordinator is Linda Arevalo. We do have to credit her. Absolutely. <laughs> She's been great. And uh, we do want to uh, also acknowledge Sister Marie Paul, who was not able to be with us, but Sister Marie Paul Curley is our film expert. She's here once a month. And remember to win a copy of The Greatest Gift. Follow us on social media. There you go. But you don't follow Billy. You have to follow me on Instagram if you have it. Otherwise, Twitter or Facebook. You can follow me, Deacon Pedro. Follow Salt and Light Media. Then send me a message telling me the name of your favorite Christmas album of all times. And we'll draw out a name from the people who message me. That's it. Yeah, we'll do it right away. I'm Emily Callan. Emily Callan. I'm Billy Chan. Billy Chan. And I am Deacon Pedro. We hope you have a holy and blessed Christmas season. Thank you for being with us. This has been a special Christmas edition of The The Salt Salt and Light Light Hour. Hour.